Welcome to the podcast of Dr. Norman Thomas. These teachings are designed to empower you to live a higher quality of life. Take a few minutes to receive a deposit of godly wisdom for your day. After you go around talking to everybody, you represent him. People know how good he is because of how good you're doing. And so there's nothing wrong with that. He just don't want these things to have you. He says, so if you seek those things first, they're going to have you. But if you seek me first, I'll give you a mansion, and then I'll wake you up at 3 o'clock in the morning and say, you know what, I want you to give this mansion to this organization. I want you to give it to this, this place to, that helps children and, and find foster families for kids. Give this mansion to them so they can have a place to bring families and meet these children and connect and so forth, and, and I'll give you another one. I'll give you another one. Come on now, I'm talking about God having you pay off your house to give it away. That's right. See, <laughs> some people that was clapping, they didn't clap just then. We're talking about abundance. So, on your handout, it says, the blessing is the means by which I am made rich. With no toil, with no struggle, with no pain, with no regret. And then it says, the blessing is not allowed to flow where the tithe is not allowed to go. Let me give you an analogy. Over in um, Mark 11, starting at 22, ending at 25, verse 25, he says, Now while you're praying and walking in faith and decreeing to mountains and, and, and believing that you receive, he says, forgive. He said, forgive. Just write it down, read it later. Matthew, I mean Mark 11, 25. He said, if you don't forgive those who have offended you, he says, it makes it impossible for the Father to forgive you. Now, that renders you unforgiven. I don't know what that sounds like to you. He says, if you forgive, your Father which is in heaven will forgive you. But if you do not forgive, your Father which is in heaven may not. That means he is not allowed to forgive you. You know why? Because forgiveness is the highest fruit of love. Forgiveness is the highest fruit of love. Love is a law that becomes locked when unforgiveness is in your heart. You can't receive the love of God. Therefore, you can't love yourself and you can't love nobody else when unforgiveness is in your heart. But when you make a decision, it's because you don't feel it, you decide that I'm going to forgive because the Bible says I got something more than my love. I got the love of God that's been shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. So I'm going to stop trying to use my love because it's not working. I'm going to use God's love. And I don't have to feel this. I decide this. And so I decide I'm going to forgive that man 
that woman, that group of what they've done to me, I'm going to let him go. I'm just going to let him go. It's done. And the devil will say, you don't, you don't mean that. You don't even feel that. I don't have to feel it, devil. I'm doing it on the basis of what God said. I'm using his love to forgive. So I decree it. I forgive everybody of everything that they've done against me. And I love everybody all the time. I love everybody all the time. When that happens, when that happens, boosh, love begins to flow. The love of God begins to flow in you, through you, for you, and, and to others around you. The same thing is true when it comes to the blessing. Giving releases the blessing. The lack of giving locks the law of the blessing up. And God, God gave us the tithe to ensure that we never get into a place to where we lock the law of the blessing against ourselves. It only works when you give. And it only works when you have a mindset of tithing. And so the blessing is not allowed to flow where the tithe is not allowed to go. The tithe literally is defined as the top 10 of all your income and increase. And we're not going to read that scripture, but it's Malachi 3.10. You know it. But the tithe spiritually implies, I honor you, Lord. Because the tithe is to, is to the Lord. The Bible says the tithe belongs to God. It says, I honor you, Lord. Here's my tithe. It says, I'm thankful to you, God. Here's my tithe. And it says, I trust you, God. Here's my tithe. It's very important. Jeremiah 17, 5 and 7. Look what it says. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the man that trusts in man. Now let's just stop right there. Who is the man that you trust in? It could be yourself. See, when I tithe, I say, God, I trust you. I, don't, I, I just trust you. You said it. I trust you. I, I surrender to you, to your word. When you don't tithe, you're figuring it out. You're trying to work it out. You, 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 here's what you're saying. Man, you know, God understand? God understand what? God understand my heart? Yeah, your heart is on display. You know why? The Bible says wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is. So your heart is on display before the Lord. He clearly understands your heart. So what you have to understand is don't deceive yourself to suggest that by you not tithing that you get an excuse to skirt around it and bask in the blessing of the Lord. No, because the tithe is the established order of giving in your life. And God instituted it and he gave it to us so that we never lock ourselves out of what he has provided to us. You don't earn it by tithing. You allow it to flow by tithing. You don't earn it by tithing. He says, curse is the man who trusts in man, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, and the tithe is an element of trust. Wealth is not about what's in your pocket. 
Wealth is about what's in your mind. Wealth is about how you think. It's not about how much money you have or how big your bank account may be. If your mind has not been renewed to God's plan of provision for your life, you're still broke. And it'll manifest itself. The idea is to take God's plan for divine wealth and abundance for our lives and not our plan. Say, when I was born again, I was born rich. Now, I'm going to ask each of our volunteers to settle on a definite amount because I see, Zach, you have a range there, but I need you to just pick a definite amount. Okay, I need you to pick a definite amount, too, because I got a very important question for you on that amount. So real quickly, write that amount down for us. Wealth is qualified by kingdom standards. So we're talking about wealth, and we're talking about qualifying it. And we're going to use the kingdom to qualify it. And this is our last section here. Proverbs, uh, Genesis 12.2. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you with abundant increase of favors. And I will make your name famous and distinguished. And you will be a blessing. That means you will dispense good to others. You will dispense good to others. So the standard for receiving wealth in the kingdom is blessed to bless. Blessed to bless. The only reason for your wealth is to be a blessing. That's why I was so delighted that all of our volunteers, the reason they wanted these millions and millions of dollars was to do something for someone else beside themselves. See, when you, were, when you were born rich, you got to see yourself already taken care of. You're taken care of. You don't need anything. Boy, quiet right there. See, you, you, you only need what you think you need. But when you know you don't need, then what you need finds you. It finds you. It locates you. You attract it to you. So, so the standard for kingdom wealth is blessed to be blessed. No, blessed to bless. Blessed, I'm blessed to bless. That's it. I'm blessed to bless. And if you're not blessing out of your being blessed, then your wealth is, does not pass the test of kingdom standard. You might as well be rich by the world standard. We ultimately eliminate misfortune in the lives of others. And we administrate good fortune to those in need. In other words, the word is made flesh to those who need. We talk about the goodness of the Lord. We go around talking about, oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. Where is it? You know, people that are around us and in need and God speaks to our heart to minister life to them and to bless them and to tangibly take care of them in some way, 
What are you going to do? Say, I can't afford it? I can't tell you how many times God has put somebody on my heart to take care of them, to bless them, to provide housing for them, to give them money, to buy a car for them, or whatever the case may be. And I didn't say, I don't have that. I don't say, how much is that? When God speaks that to my heart, I don't say, well, how much money do we have? I don't say any of that. If God tells me to, to, to secure an apartment for somebody and pay for it 100% the whole time they're there, I just decide that's what I'm going to do. I don't have to know how I'm going to do that. I say, okay, praise the Lord, this is what we're going to do. If he says, I need you to buy this person a car, I just decide that's what we're going to do. We're going to buy a car. And I let God figure out the details. He tells me what kind. He tells me where to go. He tells me who to talk to. I don't got to get bogged down. I embrace the assignment. Embrace the assignment. Don't be, don't be intimidated by the assignment. But you got to know you're born rich. When you were born again, you were born rich. So what do we do? We love people and we use money. We don't use people and love money. We love people and we use money. Our assignment is to facilitate the goodness of God to humanity and the highest motivation of goodness is the love of God for mankind. It's God's love for mankind. So God wants to so desperately demonstrate his love to the world. That, that means people who are born again, people who are not. And he wants to use you to show them how much love he has for them. He wants to use you to show an atheist how much he loves them. He wants to use you to show somebody who curses him how much he loves them. He wants to use you to show someone who thinks that God is not, you're not even on, they're not even on God's radar because of their choices in life. He wants to use you to blow their mind and show them that God loves them. So, so, Mikhail, could you hold up your, your final amount? 10 million. Mikhail, what's the tithe on 10 million? What is the tithe on 10 million? Somebody, you're helping with some math there, huh? One million. So, do, how much money do you have there? Hold it up so they can see. How much money do you have? No, you got nine. You, you have nine because you have sanctified the tithe. And now the nine is powerful. <laughs> Zach, what do you have? $750,000, and what's the tithe on $750,000? Uh, $75,000. $75,000. So imagine writing a check for $75,000. Yes, 
for the work of the kingdom of God. Nakia, imagine writing a check for $1 million for the work of the kingdom of God. You see, you see, see, because some of y'all freezing up because it's like tithing is good as long as it's up to 100. But the tithe don't go away after 100 or after 1,000. And that's why you want to tithe on a dollar. You want to tithe on $10. Because if you don't tithe on $10, trying to tithe on, that'll blow your mind. You'd be like, man, I'm not going to, that's, that's a lot of money. You see, because your mind has not been renewed to God's way of doing things. Seek first the kingdom of God. God's way of doing and being right. And all these things will be added. Abundance will be added to you. Uh, added to you. All right? Robinson, well, okay. One million. And the tithe on a million? A hundred thousand. A hundred thousand dollars. So imagine writing a check for a hundred thousand dollars for the work of the kingdom. For the work of the kingdom. The tithe does not belong to United Way. The tithe does not belong to the American Heart Association. The tithe belongs to God and it goes to the kingdom of God for kingdom work. That's where that goes. After you tithe to after you tithe to the kingdom of God, then use your own money and write a check to the American Heart Association. To sickle cell anemia. Or whatever organization that you have a passion for. Use your own money, but don't use God's money for that. Use God's money for God's business. That's what it's for. So I'm teaching you because you are going to be rising up. God is going to be raising you up as you embrace the word that I have given you and, and or will be giving you. You're going to have ideas that are going to come to you. You're going to have innovations that will come to you. You will have concepts that will flood your thought life that will be God giving you ideas that you could have never come up with on your own. There will be businesses born out of this church that will astound the world. Right here. And you will amass wealth. And we will impact the nations of the world. We will answer the questions of crime and violence, not with panels of discussion, but with vision and innovation and concepts that will draw the young people to us so we can change the way they think. For more information and more extended teachings from Dr. Thomas, visit normanthomas.org.